Hello, you lovely lot out there in listener land, like it is some sort of land. Can you tell I've really rehearsed this intro? Hello, you're listening to Two Dudes, Two Discs. It's been a while, but it's always been a while. We are the most irregular listening scheduled podcast in your podcast stuff so hey we're back um and hey we're in a studio it's this is wicked um i'd like to tell you that we're we're in the hollywood hills on a balcony out looking over there the sunset strip and everything and we've got producers around us we've got lines of cocaine being ferried in um and limousines outside we're not stars surrounding the building because we we, you know we we only do the very best for your your listening service but we're not we are very fortunate to be here at key studios in gloucester so that's a cheap plug uh if you want to give us any free time anyway i'm gonna stop rambling because we're back my name's liam i'm joined not on the other side of the screen, but next to me on the other side of the sofa by Craig, my fellow dude. How Fuck you- all you hoes! <laughs> West Midlands till I die, motherfucker! That's how I am. That's how you are, whoa. <laughs> whoa, you've gone all street since I last saw you. That's your fault. <laughs> you know why, and we'll get to that in a bit. But yes, how are you, sir? I'm I'm all right, I'm all right. It's, it's been so, so long since we've done one of these. I'd like to yeah. tell you a, a massive story about what's happened. Uh, I got covid um, it was really good fun, uh, and yeah, that's about life. Mm-hmm. What about yourself, man? How are you? Doing? I've had COVID. <laughs> I think go. everyone has COVID at we this point. Um, but yeah, you know, life has been busy, and we haven't been able to do the regular scheduling thing. Uh, and now we're having another crack at it. This, we've, we've got, <laughs> I love the fact that we've moved into a place on our own, um, away from everyone else. It's like a last ditch attempt to save the marriage or something. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this so, uh, this isn't a really a studio. This, this this is like our our, our move into like life now. You know, we're just we're just we're just in here now. We're, no, we're only doing this podcast to get away from the family. <laughs> Love you, family. <laughs> just to get some peace and quiet. <laughs> yeah. So here we are. And if if you don't if you don't know the format by now, then I'm going to tell you again. We are two dudes. We pick two discs. We pick a song for each other to listen to. We go away. We have a listen. We we uh, we have a little natter about it, and then we pick each other another song. We go. We have a listen, and then in about four months' time, we'll come back to record another episode of your favorite podcast. <laughs> um, so a very long time ago, in our during our last episode, I recommended uh, for Craig uh, Kid Rock's "Nobody Gonna Tell Me How to Live." And Craig recommended for me Elvis Costello and the Impostors' Magnificent Hurt. So we got two very different uh, people and song styles Indeed. to chat today. Yeah, uh, I mean, there is kind of a reason why I suggested Elvis Costello. If uh, listeners who listened to the first episode of Series 2 about four months ago... <laughs> this is episode 2 of that, by the way. As you can tell, I'm calling this a soft reboot. Like it, that, everything that came before this doesn't matter. We're changing the format, and we're just going to go with it. But we were uh, approached by BBC Radio Gloucestershire, and they asked if we'd be keen on joining them and perhaps getting the podcast on BBC Sounds. And um, they totally stitched us on that, and that was all their fault, and not because of the fact we ghosted <laughs> them for six months. Never, 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 never. <laughs> but in all seriousness, no, we we were. I say we, mostly me. Um, I was notoriously busy, um, and I think the opportunity kind of passed. But th- my mindset was that at that time, Elvis Costello had just released a song. It was pretty unusual from what I'd heard on Radio 2, uh, because that's my age now. I'm on Radio 2's demographic, and I wanted to kind of play into it a bit. And uh, I actually do like this song. So I thought, you know what? Let's give it a go. 
Um, it kind of doesn't really have the same meaning now because you know, that opportunity is gone by the wayside. And, um, that's our fault. So, you know, but Radio Gloucestershire, BBC Radio Gloucestershire, that is, if you are listening out there and you do fancy giving us a second shot, we'll get back to you in a year. <laughs> but yeah, so song number one on this day's podcast is uh, Elvis Costello and the Imposters with Magnificent Hurt. You've explained uh, a good reasoning behind that, and I and you know if, I think if we were going to be live across the airways, we might have resonated with a few people. But in in the end, it turned out me listening to Elvis Costello, which I was never expecting to do when we started this podcast. But there we go. So. This is taken from an album, uh, a book called A Boy Named uh, A Boy Named If, which is just the thirty-second studio album mm-hmm. from Elvis Costello. So he's been knocking about a bit. If you've not heard of him, um, which you really should have done, um, and the Imposters are his backing band. Uh, so I understand. Yeah. So that's uh, they've been with him a while, um, and they they play his music. So he is obviously a legendary singer-songwriter who's been active since the seventies. Now. I can't tell you hand on heart that I would go and play Elvis Costello music and I know a lot of Elvis Costello music but I, I'm aware of the hits because mm-hmm. he has had a few of them um, hasn't played in the UK for a while apparently had a bit of a storm at a festival once and uh, so, so I find that whilst recording but we won't go into that um, <laughs> anyway, we're here to talk uh-huh. about the song um, <laughs> So we can go into that. I just I have no idea. You looked at me like if I was the validation. I have no authority on anything. So um, so yeah, this, this starts with a really funky vibe. There's a lot of funk to this. So the bass starts popping along really, really nicely. Um, in fact, it's the bass that's really prominent throughout this throughout this track, and it really stands out. It starts to build with a little bit of drum beat, and then you get these interjections of the organ that start to come in. Um, now, if you removed that organ, would it be missing it? probably not but it gives it a little bit of atmosphere and it gives it a little bit of something um rather than just being a, a you know a generic song and it is it is quite it's random but it's not random it, mm. it has its place so yeah that, that that's that's pretty cool um the feel, the feel of it all anyway the feel of the, this music building up makes me feel like i am cruising down a highway in america with a with an open top car um by the seaside kind kind of like GTA, but you're not running over prostitutes. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I don't know. It just gave me that emotion. Just disclaimer there, uh, kids <laughs> at home, don't run over prostitutes. Don't run over prostitutes. It's not good. Um, yeah, so it, it's got a, it's got a nice summer summery vibe, but at the same time, it may have a little bit more of a darker side. So um, just just a couple of the lyrics which sort of stood out, uh, which was, I took a little walk, I took a little stimulant. I shed a single tear for my predicament. Don't act surprised or in- insolent. It's the way you make me feel. Magnificent hurt. Now he sings it in a much more croonier voice than I can ever, <laughs> ever hope to hear. And he's a bit of a crooner, isn't he? He's, he's old Elvis. He has he, his moments. Yeah, yeah, he's a bit of a crooner. But this, this, this goes this, this like this deep vocal goes with this popping along bass, and it gives it more, more of a pop rock sound. It is, it is a pop rock song. It's a really pop rocky song. Um, it fi- you can feel the passion of of whatever this magnificent hurt is in in his vocal as well. He delivers it really, really well. Um, so we were, I, I did like that. Mm. I uh, find it he's like he's romanticizing like emotional pain of being in a relationship, yeah. like that. Yeah, kind of yeah, vibe. yeah, yeah. Because and and definitely, yeah, get, getting over 
Some something like that. Yeah, for sure. Did you watch the video? Have you seen the video? I have. That's a video. weird video. Um, <laughs> again, like but my my thought of of open top car was before the this I saw the video and he is driving. Well, puppet Elvis is cruising along in an open top car doing puppet things uh, with other puppets. Um, it, this is cool. This 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 is this is cool. I'm really glad you picked this yeah. because I'd never have listened to it. I'd never have scrolled through Spotify and gone, ah, Elvis Costello, what's he up to in 2022? <laughs> um, but yeah, that's a nice little surprise there. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, I thought that as well. Like uh, when I heard it for the first time, it was on radio, uh, BBC Radio 2. And it was just kind of like, this is not your usual kind of Radio 2 fair. Now I know like with it being Elvis Costello, is this kind of po- post-punk vibe to it. And it's like really atonal guitars. Um, someone on the Facebook group we have described it as a skronky guitar, <laughs> which is accurate. It's like an onomatopoeia about it. Um, but yeah, it's like it, it has the basics of a normal kind of pop song, and then it just veers off into some really strange territory in places. You know, it, it, and it, it was really interesting. And uh, since then, I've listened to uh, The Boy Named If and Other Stories, I think it's called, for its full title, Um I'm just recalling that from seeing the, the actual album cover. There's another song there, which I think you dig, which is called Mistook Me For A Friend. Okay. And it's really kind of, again, like you'd expect it, like it's old people music, you know, because it's been on Radio 2 and all that. It's it's really, really energetic kind of upbeat pop rock. Cool. Um. So yeah, it, it's it's really, uh, I, I really recommend it. Yeah, no, I was like, I'll, I'll go and check that out because maybe, maybe it is an, is an age thing and, and, Back when you're 18, Elvis Costello, no, nah, I'm not listening, I'm not listening to that, I'm too cool for that. But now, growing older, like a, I'd like to say like a fine wine, well, I'm not a fine <laughs> wine. Um, but you do appreciate this more, this this, diff, this different sort of style and, and what's like that. Is. I was going to say, I'm more like a watered down IPA. <laughs> no, I'll, 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 go, I'll go and check that out. I, 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 was, I was thoroughly surprised by, by this little oh, listen on, on Alvis. I am glad you appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. And, and obviously, Tor, you, you said the word there, you said that A word. And if, if listeners for a long time will know, we have a rating scale on this show. Which oh, is yeah. rate, hate, appreciate. Craig's like, yeah, yeah, of course we do. I that, forgot that, we even that, had a show. That rating scale that I created, Craig's just forgotten. Like, and who are you? <laughs> so do do I do I do I appreciate it? Do I rate it? I think I rate it. Yeah, yeah, I really do. All right, I really do. Cool, yeah. man. Yeah, enjoyed that. Enjoyed that. I'm, so. I'm really glad you did because yeah, I feel like it's. Again, because you could write it off because, like Elvis Costello, there's has a certain association with that. But it's really, it was really a decent song. It was, yeah. And it just, it's just a little bit of a, you know, a nice summery vibe. Yeah, as yeah. you said. And and you know what? They, we, we 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 very rarely have a clash here. And when we do, it, it's always quite good to get a different opinion. When you suggested Elvis Costello, I was like, this is going to be something that either you've given me because you hate it, and I'm going to end up loving. Um, or I'm gonna be like, what the hell is Craig giving me to be this about? And I'm gonna I'm gonna be saying horrible things about it. But no, 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 nice, nice little surprise. I'm glad. That's a nice start to the series, isn't it? it hey, is. hey, but you, you have also just sent me a challenge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna find that song, <laughs> and I think I know which one to give you for that. 
<laughs> that's for another time. That's for another time. So yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's Elvis Costello. And obviously, uh, if you check out our Spotify page, there is a Spotify playlist. It, it floats about. We'll we'll add that there. Like we'll add all the songs. Um, there's also there's also more social news. There's a listener crew yes. on Facebook. Um, shout out you listener crew members if you're if you're tuning in there. You should be if you're in the crew. You should be checking out the podcast. Um, so if you're not in the crew, join the crew. Um, you can chat about about the song pits. We'll we'll post the songs that we're going to be talking about you can suggest us songs um you can suggest ideas for for this jet for the show when we get back into it we're going to bring dear dudes back and we can have all sorts of fun with that so yeah get on into uh the listener crew um and i'd like to say get extra perks but we're too lazy to give anyone extra perks so that ain't gonna we that ain't yeah gonna be a thing we have a patreon where you just give us money <laughs> yeah. and that's yeah. it <laughs> and you get this show every three months it's, it's all, yeah. it's, it's all for good. example there are a couple of opinions i'll just rattle off quickly go on uh so dave on the uh, listener crew group uh said his this song uh it, he likes it because of the scronky guitar and organ makes it sound like an album uh, cut from one of his 80s albums which you know fair he's consistent I guess um, John Virgo of Broken Jaw uh, friend of the show never understood how this dude succeeded in music a bit harsh <laughs> <laughs> but fair play to him um, he says he'd appreciate the song more if it was about a magnificent shirt which is uh, <laughs> I put on the caption that um, he thought uh, Elvis thought uh, a girl said that it was he had a magnificent shirt um but she actually said it sucked, and so that's all it hurt. So he wrote the song. That was the joke. It works a lot better in text. Uh, I'm not a very good performance. I'm not a very good performance comedian. I'm very much. You have to read my stuff. Uh, and also, Emma said it doesn't really stand out to her. Uh, she likes the eighties vibe, but it's about it. So there you go. You're missing out on those opinions by not being in the listening <laughs> group. Listen but you can contribute if you uh, go on there as well. So yeah, yeah. definitely. This is this is normally the part of the show where we'd have a chat and do dear dudes, but we haven't done dear dudes because we because of stuff. Um, but we will be bringing it back. So I'm going to throw it open. I, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to just say, Craig, what's happening in the world, man? What what what, what have you seen? You might want to bring to the show. Uh, okay, well, <laughs> I'm, I'm put you on the spot there. I feel like I'm free falling now, but uh, luckily there is a, a common topic that we can quickly discuss, and that is the new Ghost album. Ooh, Impera. Were you not? Yes. Oh well, we were both surprised then, it's because yeah, I think we actually do have a difference of opinion on this. We do. Um, so I mean, the new Ghost record is their fifth now, yes. um, fifth full length, uh, with the new uh, Papa Emeritus four. Uh, who is Cardinal Copia. If you're f- not following the lore of the band, don't even fucking bother at this point. It's just too confusing. Um, it's too goofy as well. At this point. Um, so yes, it's it's the new record by Ghost. I think it got to number two in the UK it did album It get to chart, number two. Number one in America, incredible. Yeah. So what do you think of it? In, what, in a quick kind of summary. What do I think? So first of all... Um, I like my ghost spooky. Okay, that's that's the ghost that that we fell in love with when we when we discovered this band. Um, and for me, obviously, this this band's getting bigger, more more commercial. They kept that they kept themselves what they are, but the the music has become a little bit more commercial. Now, prequel, I wouldn't say I disliked prequel. It's not my favorite album. In fact, I would rate it at number four. I think that. Uh, Meliora is where they do spooky and big perfectly because Meliora has those spooky moments. You look look at songs like Cerise, and it's still got those little like interlinky things that you know, and, and bits in the background of tracks that give you that spook factor. With the songs being huge, I mean, songs like He Is um, and From the Pinnacles of the Pit. 
but we have gone a little bit more huge. Now, it's not to say that ghosts have sold uh, their dark soul and have removed all entities of darkness, but we have gone a bit more polished, a bit more produced. I really like the album. Okay, I think there are some phenomenal songs on this. So Call Me Little Sunshine is a great, great track. Yes. It's so 90s Metallica. Um, That riff is just... That opening riff is just beautiful. It really is. Um, I I like um, still it's still ways, isn't it? Because you caught me off track here. Still ways, still ways. Yeah. I really like that. Um, there's there's a there's a almost like a pop vibe to that. The, in the way that he he sings he sings the uh, sings the chorus and, and the verses and that. Um, my favorite song on this record is Griftwood because that <laughs> guitar is van halen it is ain't talking about love this is this is not glam rock it's, it is kind of glam rock ghost but it's it's not a glam album but they are bringing a bit of in, inspiration from the old sunset strip now now spooky glam is something listeners will know that i am I'm all for and i really like that song i really really like that song um I think Hunter's Moon's great. Obviously, we've been living with that one since since uh, October, since that came out. So it didn't feel like that was that was something new. Um, so I think it's decent. I think it's a decent record. Twenties. Oh, do you know what? I I didn't know what to think of Twenties when it came out. I initially thought great. Then I initially thought, oh no no no. The more I listen to the album, it does grow on me a little bit more. But I don't know. So I would say that I really like the album. I wouldn't say I love the album. Okay. I would say that this is going to put them on bigger projections. I think that we are going to be looking at, you know, already they're they're in the UK at the end of the, well next week or so, headlining arenas for like the second or third time. This is pushing them towards that download headline slot, which I am all for because I am gonna if down, if they are the download headliner next year, which they damn right should be. That's going to be awesome. That's that would going be to be cool. a that moment. Would be cool. That's that's going to be an incredible moment. And if this album helps get them there, then yeah, I think that's good. That's you, cool. you disagree though? I, t- <laughs> I was expecting it to be more um, infused than that. To be fair, um, I think it's a really good album. I just don't think it's a really good ghost album. So to me, and and what completely summarizes it, if you watch, um, there's a performance for the Jimmy Kimmel show where they played "Call Me Little Sunshine" and. Uh, Papa is in his full PayPal, PayPal not PayPal. Pay- he's not got a logo on him. Uh, PayPal reva- regalia, and he's doing the creepy kind of movements with his hands, and he's singing "Call Me Little Sunshine," right? Which has that awesome tritone bit, where it's "Call Me Mephistopheles," just like that, just like that. Um, and it sounds creepy, right? But none of the album is like that at all it's just that one snapshot and every live performance including the one they've done from the um the, the ministry the ministry yeah it's he's just walking around walking around with a microphone in his hand i mean i i get it like the whole point is that he's an entertainer now right he has to entertain his fans and i mean that with papa and also tobias forge that's if he was just standing there making weird creepy gestures it wouldn't really be in you know as entertaining for a crowd but that's kind of the point. The magic of the weirdness of Ghost is kind of gone now. Where I saw them f- at first, and I wasn't entirely sure if they were serious or not. Obviously, they're not. Uh, Tongue-in-cheek and all that. The whole kind of inversion of religious tropes. Yada, yada, yada. But I saw a dude in a massive skull on his face in a Pope outfit, like behaving like the Pope, walking around stage slowly and singing. And it was really unnerving. Um 
and that's all like i said that's all completely gone out the window now on the new album there's a little bit of latin uh he says corpus day in spillways and that's it whereas you know especially the second album infasism loads loads of latin Latin, and again it just adds that creepy vibe um it just doesn't feel like that same band anymore even musically like i said the the whole thing that ghost relied on is that cliche of the tritone in music and it's not really there on this album this is like Def leopard fucking motley crew and all that shit and to, to make it even more harsh for me the guy playing guitar is from opeth <laughs> you know <laughs> he's been hired yeah he's been hired to do it and um I really feel, you know, he's an amazing guitar player, but he's had to strip back his solos and stuff because the bios was like, no, no, no I, we don't play like that. <laughs> it's just like, it's, <laughs> it's Jeff Loomis all over again, man. <laughs> it's just killing me. Um, but, you know, I mean, I appreciate that he's been asked to do a certain thing and he's done that and it does it really well. And like I said, it's a really good album, really strong, solid songs, but they're just not enough of the creepy ghost yeah. that was there and i think i just need to come to terms with the fact that it's gone yeah that, i mean that's the other thing as well is do we do we, we're not going to get another infestesium yeah. or opus well put it this way oh, like it's not, not going to go that way again is i it? have a friend who likes ghosts likes them a lot and i was like oh that's strange i didn't re- i didn't think you'd like a satanic band and he was like they're satanic that's where we uh, are. No, you know? There we are. There there's, there's, it's so thinly veiled. This whole, and like I said, it's turning tongue in cheek. Uh, I know you said tonguing. I've, I, they might tongue Satan. I don't know, but it's it's all hidden now because there's it's not mainstream. You can't be singing Satan so openly on the radio and get to number two in the album chart. Yeah. You just can't. And so everything's like now, uh, like for example, Watchers in the Sky looking for God, and you look, oh, is he not there? Oh, have you been wrong the entire time? Ah, rather than just out like going, Satan! <laughs> and so, Lucifer! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, just, it's just not got that magic anymore to me. So, do I like the album? Like I said, yes, I like it a lot. I've listened to it a lot, and there's some killer tracks on there, especially like Spillways. I do like the way that they change multiple times throughout the song but like i said but that doesn't sound like a ghost song none of it sounds like a ghost song in any way shape or form to me especially 20s which i can appreciate 20s for the spirit is probably intended it's a fun little thing but it annoys the fuck out of me as well i kind of love it and hate it at the same time and the whole latin beat to it again it's 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 nice that they're experimenting and it doesn't totally not work but i just hear uh nana wars of sorry nana war of steel to give them the full title uh norwegian reggaeton when when i hear it because it's the same rhythm and that's a reggaeton piss take whereas this is like borrowing from reggaeton it's that boom da boom ba boom ba boom ba and it just it's just too weird and i can't take it seriously and i think that's probably the point you're not supposed to take it seriously but at the same time that goes against that weird creepy you know vibe that i like so much about ghost so yeah 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 (laughs) in summary i think as well like we know it's tobias now as well you know when we when we i remember like we spent hours of drunken discussions and watching ghost videos and talking about ghosts and uh, is it Tobias Forge? Is it? We think it is. Is it really him? Or it might not be. And that the mystery has gone a little bit. Well and truly. Uh, and and 
I get, you know, they've moved on, you know, Slipknot Unmasked and everything like that. It, it happens, but I, I can't, I, as much as I like this record, I, I, I miss a bit of the magic. I, I, yeah. would, I would like some of the magic back. Um, you mentioned Watches in the Sky. Uh, do you know the first thing that came to my head was Watches in the Sky? Do you remember the 90s Batman cartoons? Like, and it started with those searchlights yes. going into the sky. Yeah, that was yeah. the first thing that came into my head when, <laughs> when, when, I, when I heard that. I was like, ah, it's, it's Batman. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, that's I, good. I can see that. Yeah, that's a nice visual kind of reference. Just combine two. But yeah, I, it's it's good. It's just not Ghost. Yeah. And I don't think I'm going to get the Ghost that yeah, I like back. I don't think we're going to get first two record no. Ghost. If we can it, if they can take it back to Meliora levels, I I'd, I'd be happy with that. Well, I think Meliora was the point where like I said, the, the Satan references were very hidden. He is obviously is about Satan. It's all about Satan. My favorite thing as well, by the way, there's a website called uh, Song Meanings where people contribute to find the meaning of the lyrics and someone had gone through every ghost song and just put, this song is about Satan. (laughs) 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 found that fucking hilarious. (laughs) But yeah, it was all hidden at that point. Meliora was the point where they didn't mention it anymore. It was less obvious. But then you got Square Hammer on the flip side of that, which which is obviously mentions the devil quite... But it mentions the devil. It doesn't say it. it Are you on the square? Are you on the level? Are you ready to swear? Right here in front of the devil. Before the devil. Before the devil, sorry. To get it wrong. Um, <laughs> but the, again, that's like, that's kind of more inferring than it is like, give it to Satan, which, you know, compared to uh, Prime Mover, which is about yeah. the devil fucking so <laughs> Again, it's just not the same thing. Yeah. And and I understand that that's, again, to be like that would be at odds with making money. Nothing I ever do creatively makes any money. <laughs> Maybe that's where I'm going wrong. <laughs> so, yeah. And that'll be the thoughts of it. So there you go. There's our little discussion. There we are. That's that's two dudes have a chat. If you want to have a jingle, you can play a jingle there. Two dudes have a chat. (laughs) There we are. So we're we're going to move this swiftly into the second song. Um, And it's a track that I gave Craig to listen to. It's a track the moment I heard it. I refrained from posting about it on social media because this needed to be chatted about and discussed in the right situation and the right situation is right now in our <laughs> LA recording studio sat on a leather <laughs> sofa um and this song Craig of course is Kid Rocks ain't nobody gonna tell me how to live Don't tell me how to live. Well, it's about time you gave me something with balls, you little lily litter fuck. <laughs> anyway, wow. How did you how did you get on with this then? This has affected me deeply. <laughs> I'm now taking no shit from anyone. Um, yeah, you know what? It feels weird to have Kid Rock back doing the old Kid Rock stuff of rapping over a mid-tempo rock song. And I, I kind of enjoyed Kid Rock for being Kid Rock. Um, he has a couple of my favorite lines, like one of which is like, I know it stinks in here because I'm the shit. <laughs> it's that arrogance <laughs> that I just really enjoy. And there's a few lines on this track as well, which I'll get into in a minute. But I mean, first things first, this is a song originally by the band Monster Truck who feature on this. So this is them with their blessing. In fact, they're, they're very involved with it. Uh, that song was also called Don't Tell Me How to Live. So, you know, make of that what you will. They just, Kid Rock heard it one day, it was like, I'm going to fucking rap over that. <laughs> and the message is, you know, very... I mean, it, that's the thing. Like, the song here, the artwork is the Statue of Liberty wearing a mask. So, 
that alone can probably tell you a lot about where this is going to go. But I'll start with a kind of dissection of the track in terms of music, production, lyrics, etc., etc. So musically, like I said, this is literally Don't Tell Me How to Live by Monster Truck, just chopped up into little bits with added additions, right? And I'll start with the first. It starts with some fucking awful MIDI trumpets. I don't know whose idea this was, but man, <laughs> they need to lay off whatever it is they're smoking because it is just awful. Um, and it goes into an orchestral hit. This orchestral hit happens every four bars. <laughs> the boom and oh, I I just don't. Once you notice something like that, it just no matter how well it's hidden in the mix, you can just point it out. And I'm just there going, oh, here it comes, boom. Oh fuck, here it is again, boom. It's relentlessly just tapping you in the fucking head. I just don't understand why that was done from a production standpoint. Really, um, the riff. The main riff is, it's, you know, it's pretty tasty. It's that kind of, uh, I would say southern, but I don't know if they're a southern band. Yeah, I think they're I, Canadian. I, they? I think, yeah, they're, so they're, they're, northern. There's, there's this, there's this whole thing. Um, it's been happening for like the last couple of years of bands trying to recreate that southern sound. So, so imagine like a like a heavy Leonard Skinner, um, which Leonard Skinner did really well on their last studio album. I think it was their last studio. Album. I'm not sure, but just just southern like bluesy stuff, but with with more metal basically. Yeah, um, distorted. And, and, yeah. and it's and there's a lot of bands that do that. Um, and yeah, Monster Truck, obviously they they, yeah. they they like they like their uh, they like their their little uh, yeah. you know. And that's fine. Life. That's fine. You know what? Like I said, it's a pretty tasty riff, and I do enjoy it. The chorus from the original track has been taken and put into... It's a middle late here. So, and I actually do prefer it there. As a chorus, it's a bit too much. It kind of hits you on the head because it's very overblown. It's that, I'm gonna soar like an eagle, that one. And it's just a bit... To hear that every kind of, uh, I don't know, every minute, it's a bit much. But as a middle late, it's perfect. So I will give Kid Rock and whoever's arranged the track, I'm assuming Kid Rock, maybe someone else, the credit that I do like that. The solo is a bit weak. I'm not a huge fan of it. And that goes for the Kid Rock version and the Monster Truck version because it's literally the same as <laughs> the solo. Like I said, it, sa- it sounds to me like a sample of the track that's been cut up. Uh, it could have been re-recorded, but I'm just saying it's how it sounds to me. But the thing is, here, there's also DJ scratches over the top of it. <laughs> and that, those DJ scratches come up a lot in this track. Um, Production-wise, it's a it's a big-sounding track. I mean, the original sounded pretty, pretty fat. And that's what's cool about it is that from uh, at least a... I was going to say academic, but there's nothing fucking learned about this approach. <laughs> but from a, I guess, a morbid curiosity aspect of it, you can listen to the Monster Truck song and then listen to the Kid Rock song. And it's nice to have that comparison as a little kind of exercise. What's better? Um, see, <laughs> I'll go with the You're Kid Rock. say Kid Rock. I'm going to say Kid Rock because, like I said, I, I, it's, it's, it's ridiculous, okay? There's a couple of nice touches. Like There's a shaker added to the drums, which gives it this kind of, uh, it picks up the tempo a little bit. The DJ needs to calm the fuck down, right? Straight up. But I guess it's kind of the charm of that rap metal thing. Um, there's a reverse echo build up, and it sounds like a throat singer. <laughs> I don't know what that was added on here as well. Uh, but at the end, it's like, got like a sense of momentum, which is pretty cool as well, where everything kind of fades out, and it's just choir, and it's kid rock. Basically just being kid rock, where he delivers one of my favorite lines as well. He rips more lines than a 10-pound bass. <laughs> And it's like, I can't... This is the real dilemma with this, because right, the message of the song <laughs> is about how everyone 
is now a pussy these days and you're all a bunch of snowflakes and you're doing whatever you're Kid Rock's going to sort you out. No one's going to tell Kid Rock how to live. No, no he's going to tell you how to live. And it's Kid Rock, okay? So (laughs) you can't suddenly go, why is Kid Rock being like this? He's always been like this. (laughs) Kid Rock has always been like this, okay? And it it puts you in like a, a little quandary of like, Kid Rock is a loud, outrageous character, all right? Does he have a place in this day and age? Well, he doesn't care. So he's just going to make the noise that he does anyway. So, you know, times have changed since Kid Rock was a huge thing, you know. Can you really cancel something that we once enjoyed? So I I choose to kind of look at the ridiculous things and enjoy that. But as a message, you know, obviously it's not, it's not, I'm not the target demographic here. As much as Kid Rock likes to go and yell at people saying that, they're all pussies. The people that he's targeting are not going to be listening to this. It's no, the people who agree. No. They're going to agree the fuck out of this song. Like, yeah, yeah, damn right. Go, Kid Rock. But go. Un- but underneath that, like, it doesn't actually say an awful lot. It's not really kind of being direct with its criticisms. It just says about, hey, everyone gets a trophy nowadays when you partake in sports. Like, do they? I don't know, no, I don't kid. Think they I'm do. not a schoolmate. I don't think they do. I, I, I think there's, there's this whole... Mis- I think if you if you track back like five, six years ago, there was this whole everyone needs to be included sort of thing. I, I think that's moved on. And I think it's one of these things like a newspaper got a story about one sports team losing the sports team and everyone got a trophy for partaking. It's not a national thing. You know, I I, well, I, I, mean, I religiously watch Formula One. The guy that comes in last does not get a trophy. To be Promise fair, you. though, I mean, the, he is in America, so <laughs> it may be different. It, it may be could different. be a cultural thing. I yeah. have no idea. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> he, he does later double down on this kind of anti-mask stuff with a, a song called We The People, and he clearly doesn't like Fauci. Um, but I don't care. I'm not in America. Um and again, it, it's not as offensive as I think Kid Rock thinks it is. No. There's a few lines where he's like, oh, if you don't like Amendment Number 1, then see Amendment Number 2, which is, you know, Amendment Number 1 is freedom of speech and then right to bear arms, I think. But it's like, okay. <laughs> it's, but he's not outright saying, like, you know what? You If you wear a mask, you're a pussy. If you get the COVID jab, you're a pussy. None of that. It's nothing as direct as that. It's no. just all kind of, hey, everyone's a bit of a wuss these days. Like, okay. <laughs> why are you mad about it yeah what's the problem i don't get it and there's a few lines that again they made me laugh but not because um kid rock intended them this way so one i don't know what he originally says but it sounds like i'm mary berry bitch hard and crisp <laughs> and i was like is kid rock a fan of the great British Bake Off? <laughs> i don't think that's what he's saying there but that's how i choose to read it uh, also one of the lines is, I've got the heart of a lion. The life expectancy of a lion is 16 years, you know? I would be very careful with COVID about in your 30s, you know? And plus. So, yeah, I mean, it comes down to it. Do I agree with Kid Rock's message here? Obviously, I don't. I am liberal as fuck. When it comes down to it, I, I don't feel the same way as Kid Rock does. Um, so therefore, you know, I, I don't agree with anything he says, but do I enjoy it as a kind of rock song in a vacuum where I'm not the target of this? I don't know, man. I kind of like the riff and I kind of like how Kid Rock is ridiculous. And the one thing I like, I, like I said, I, he's just trying to be say, oh, I'll annoy everyone. I don't give a fuck. He's, like, he's not. Yeah, okay. But... In the video, there is a glorious moment where Kid Rock rides a rocket, which is a massive middle finger, to the moon. <laughs> that, as bad as this song is, that gives it a pass. It's fucking amazing. It's fucking brilliant. 
Yeah. That's what caused Weird Al Yankovic to say, oh, you know, people are congratulating me on my new Kid Rock video. I just want to say that's actually just Kid Rock. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. And that's what I mean. Like, I can't be offended by it because it's just so stupid. But I think he knows that. So at the end of the day, the takeaway of it is, that is, the, is the song good? To give credit to Monster Truck, it was a pretty decent song to start with. Um, and it's not going to resonate with a lot of people's political view. It's Kid Rock doing Kid Rock stuff from like the 2000s. Oh, God, he's that hurts. T- yeah, he's, he's, not, he's, not, he's not really changed apart from when he did that thing with Sweet Home Alabama back well, in I mean, like 2006. He's not really done this kind of stuff for quite yeah. some time. Like, not since uh, Bob Witch Baba. I enjoyed that. So, from a nostalgic point, yeah, I do enjoy that. Um, so I have to kind of separate the, it's like the art from the artist. Do I like it as a song? As If the lyrics were about other stuff that I really enjoyed, I would love the shit out of this song. As it stands, it's not that I hate it. I just don't, I, I don't even disagree with it. I'm like, I just indifferent completely to the lyrical yeah. merit, message. It's a nice song <laughs> composed in a nice way with <laughs> lyrics that just do not offend me because they're just not as pointed as the singer thinks they are. No. I think that, that is the takeaway is he's trying to offend, but no one that's, li- you're right, no one that's listening is going to be offended by it because they're like, oh yeah, Kid Rock. Or they're like, what are you saying? You're just laughing. I, my, one of my one of my favourite lyrics is, like Springsteen beat, like, I'll start again, like Springsteen bitch, I'm the motherfucking boss. <laughs> James Dean shit, I'm more like Brad Pitt. <laughs> um, yeah, it is. It's bonkers. It's dumb. It's 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 silly and fun, but it's not offensive. He's he's not starting a revolution. He's he has not got a platform to stand up and 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 create something and offend people. Do you know what it is? This is the soundtrack to a post boomer echo chamber. <laughs> there you go. I've got. So I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna wind up as well. I've got. I've got something. I've, I, I whilst looking into this. I find something out that I could not wait to share. So I'm going to label this as my fun Kid Rock fact of the day. Kid Rock fact of the week. There we go. That's completely ripped off from Harry Hill. (laughs) Craig, did you know that there is a Kid Rock sex tape? Ah, kind of... It rings a bell. And I think there's a, a repressed tape. memory in my head somewhere. This, this, this is a sex tape that not only involves Kid Rock, but it also involves Scott Stapp. He oh, God. fame. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Before you get that image in your head. Sorry, sorry. Did he have his arms wide open? <laughs> he, did. he did indeed. Um, did he take <laughs> fire? <laughs> so the, there was a film... He looks a bit web- <laughs> They were both receiving oral sex. Now, this this tape surfaced in about 2006, apparently, but it originated back from the late 90s. Um, and a court order from Scott Stapp got it stopped from ever being released into the uh, into the public. Um, so, but yeah, it was definitely called With Mouths Wide Open, I think. <laughs> um, yeah, so there you go. There you go. Wow. Well, that is information. <laughs> Who needed I, to know um, that? Yeah. So... There we are. Kid Rock, rate, hate, or appreciate? I appreciate it. I wouldn't say I hate it. Because like I said, it, it, I just, I like the spirit. <laughs> I like the spirit, kid. I just don't appreciate the message. And I'm just not offended by it. I find it funny. And so therefore, it's like, yeah, I'll listen to it because I find it fucking hilarious. But I'm not going to go out and buy a Kid Rock album because no. I agree the fuck out of it. It's no. just now. No, nah, you're all right, mate. There we go. There we are. So that was Kid Rock. Uh, and please don't go and tell him how to live, especially if Scott Stapp's hanging around. So there we are. That was uh, episode two of season two of 
uh, to lose two discs. Or um, episode one of the Soft Reboot. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, soft Reboot is actually my porn name. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Uh, um, so My entire uh, disappointment. <laughs> So this would normally be the t- the time that we would pick a song for each other to go away and listen to. Um, are you going to shout the illusion now? So we are definitely <laughs> going to go away and listen to this song. So, uh, Craig, what have you got for me? So I have got a track from uh, Bristolian rockers, Raptors, spelled R-X-P-T-E-R-S. Ooh. It's the year of the Raptor. And if you see their Facebook and they're like, that'll make sense. Uh, the song is Gutterflies. I'm very excited to listen to that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a track called Holy Roller from an up-and-coming band called Spirit Box. Oh, really, though? Yes. Um, they have had a lot of hype, so I'm intrigued to see what you reckon of this. Well, I shall tell you on the next episode of... Two Dance, Two Dance! See you later. <laughs>